many days and since the COVID Christine crisis began? The COVID Christine crisis? It's all blurring together for me. Okay. Well, I don't know. Do you mean since we're quarantined and you had to live with me like 24-7? No, since you had your stroke. Oh. Yeah, I missed another anniversary. I think it's eight months now. Eight months. I wanted roses. I'm sorry. I really <laughs> dropped the ball. That's where. That's why I joined the COVID crisis together with the Christine crisis. Oh, yeah. You have four months to decide, like, what we're going to do for, like, my one year. <laughs> do you really want to do something for your one-year anniversary of a stroke? I mean, it seems like a... An anniversary seems like a celebration. I'm I'm not sure I'm ready to celebrate what happened. I know, but what if the alternative is that you sit and think about it so much that it weighs heavily on you? I think we should celebrate life. Second chance at life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how you have to, yeah. to play that. I know you were telling me people have all different reasons, you know, for celebrating. Some people celebrate, like, a birthday. Some people cry a lot (laughs) and they want sympathy (laughs) (laughs) some people um you've been naughty you've been kind of forgetting about it in some ways yeah it it has that's good so today was kind of a hard day um and it was interesting because it reminded me that the days are less hard now yeah like so it was more like all the days in the beginning. And I just felt close to tears all the time for no reason, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know what happened in the kitchen as I was, like, trying to get something on the fridge. And I was just crying. And you're like, I'm making lunch. It's going to be okay. I'm like, I don't know. What's wrong? Um, and there were some moments where... I've just been exhausted, so I just didn't sleep well last night, and so I've been really tired today, and you can hear it in my speech, yeah? Yep, you're a mess, <laughs> at least today you were, which yeah. was, it was real hard, um, because since the COVID crisis, the kids have been, you know, trapped at home, and Christine, that really pushed her mentally, and there was a full 48 hours, two days, where she was 100% her normal self. Energy level, no naps, no crashes, no flooding. <laughs> but this week, I've fallen asleep twice, just on the wooden porch outside, just like laying there. And so, by the way, friends, if you're texting me and then I just suddenly stop texting you, yeah, I might have fallen asleep on the wooden porch. <laughs> At least you have an excuse. Like no pillows, nothing. I always mean to get back to people on text. I'm like, I'm going to type something substantive uh, that, you know, is deep. And then I don't. And then I just forget to come back to the texting. Um, I'm not doing good today, though. No, I wanted to say something else and I can't even remember it. Shoot, I was in the middle of saying it and then I forgot it. I I think, well, I think the kids being home has been hard on you and good. Um... I, I think we saw the biggest mental gains for you ever. But also they were punctuated by some 
not crashing exactly, but just some real hard up and downs. Hmm. When I was young, I used to think you would like overcome things in life, like a mountain, like a child drawn mountain, like a pyramid, like a smooth uphill. Like it would be rough, but you'd have to you'd be an uphill battle, but it would just be straight uphill. I didn't realize there was so much jaggedness. Oh, and, yeah. And Switchbacks. And... <laughs> Switchbacks and valleys. Yeah. Yeah, like that backpack trip we went on yeah. one time. Which was Jasper this week. He's, he's interesting. We've, we've really led a pretty charmed life to this point. So it, it was an interesting... Um, he, 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 he just said, geez, Dad, we've, got, we've had a bad year. I said, well, what do you mean? He's, well, mom's stroke. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then COVID, you know. And I'm like, yeah, you're trapped. You're missing your friends. I get it. Joel and broke his toe. Joel, Joel broke his toe. And in, I got a metal splinter in my eye. And Jasper had the hand, foot, and mouth. Ja- so I Jas- had pneumonia. Jasper had hand, foot, and mouth, lost all his fingernails and toenails to that and had months of sores on his Just face. Just two toenails. Oh, oh, and then we got trapped. Um, no, just I had the. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Staff. Just recently, we're like pioneer times over here, right? We're totally quarantined, and we're trying to live off like all the food we've saved or whatever. And and we're like apocalyptic gardening right now. Not really, but it's just because zucchinis aren't going to save you if anything really goes wrong. But um, and the scale to which you would have to garden to save one's health is like it's ridiculous. Anyway. So we're doing some gardening. We're doing all this kind of like pioneery kind of stuff out here. And in the middle of it all, Josiah gets a staph infection on a head sore. And he has basically gets caverns in his head. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is gross. And we're going to spare them the details. No, no, no. The details are. are the best part. But no, you got to let me tell us. <laughs> but I finally remember the thing I was going to say. Can we? Can we come back to it? Because I really want to talk about the hole in his head. Yeah. It's too good not to. It's too good not to. I don't think you should. All right, so here's what goes down. He's scratching his head a whole bunch. We're like, well, what's going on? Um, yeah, my head's itching and stuff. And so he tells us a few times. We sort of ignore it. And then we get around to, like, looking at it. Well, like, I mean, look. we didn't ignore it. We gave him, like, well, grooming advice and like Josiah's Josiah is a legitimately tough child and that's that's not just you know obviously I'm a proud dad but like he is legitimately a very tough child like not hard to parent physically he is a tough kid when he was a little kid he broke a, a an urchin um spike off in his foot an urchin yeah sea urchin remember that urchin and he, urchin okay urchin urchin urchin, <laughs> urchin. Whatever. No, no tea. Anyway, he broke one off in his foot and it infected, but he didn't tell us until like a week later or something like that. No, I'll find like bloody socks, like really bloody. And be like, what is this? And they're like, oh, I, I took care of it. And I'm like, mm. Yeah. So his entire foot had like, you know, swelled up and we had to pop it and, and take him to the doctor and they had to dig the dig the spike out and stuff like that. Anyway, so like he doesn't often say something unless he's really hurt. So like when Josiah says, ah, my head hurts, you know, you have to take it seriously because if you, if you brush it off, like as little kids, you know, they say stuff all the time, right? And you can get used to that. Anyway, we didn't, we didn't immediately look at his head sores, but he mentioned it two or three times and I took a look and I was like, oh no. 
Jasper was freaking out over well, no, it. Well, no, what you, I I did look at them and they were just kind of like little pink swords. But then he was like putting ointment on, and something came out, and the something was huge. Yeah. And then it was bad. And it left a hole. Jasper came out of his room just screaming. You know, he's like, ah. And, you were mad. and you I were was like, like I was down. calm down, deal. Jasper. Not a big deal. We're not gonna have to. You know. And, and <laughs> then he looks at it and he's like, uh, we're going to the doctor right now. <laughs> yeah it, it was um i had shaved his head so he could see it better and stuff and then the next morning he woke up and it it had popped and there was a hole straight down to the top of his skeleton and you could see the bone <laughs> we should have had like a warning on this yeah yeah in and other news <laughs> well i gotta wrap that story up oh, okay the last little bit of that is we we ended. Of course, I had to take him in the doctor. Of course, it was right. It was the right move to take him in because they just like squeezed it all out and stuff, and like and and gave us horse dosage um, antibiotics and all of that. And us being weird people but, that we are, like had to videotape. Yeah, we couldn't stuff. we couldn't bring him back in um, because I mean the COVID scare avoiding, and stuff. Yeah. You, I mean you don't want to go into a doctor. Unless you can absolutely help it, so they what screened we, you pretty heavily to take him in. Yeah, too, like, yeah, we you got really needed to be in or not. And I'm glad they did. They should be doing that yes. right now, right? Oh yeah, I agree. But the aftercare for the staph infection was on us, and so every night we'd have to lay him out like a pioneer style, you know, surgery. Like Dad would have to get out the rubber gloves and a. And He's a, pointing to the table. Yeah, he, we'd lay him out on the on the dining room table and we'd have to drain his wounds and that was kind of that was kind of interesting you um, can't enjoy it more than braiding my hair yeah because i mean we're fixing things we're getting ta- we're taking care of things and he did start healing up and it looks and like he's gonna be fine doesn't heal no christine's hair is the hardest thing in the world to work with um i don't i don't know i don't know why it's so frustrating but it eight months later it is still the worst thing like her hair is beautiful i like it a lot don't get me wrong it's just she needs to um get those fingers back so funny that like that's the thing i can't do it it's the thing that breaks me (laughs) like although he did tell me like the other day he's like my deepest prayer is that you will be able to go grocery shopping again because i hate it oh yeah that's true. Except that I can get graham crackers because yes. you know you're not you buy there. To, all kinds of things. You're not there to buy. moderate my my food Why does food this buying. salsa have sugar in it? We don't buy that kind. It has sugar in it. Yes, Christine's a very careful shopper, oh. and I am a throw things in the cart kind of guy. Um, but I'm getting better. Um, I do a lot of fresh vegetables and things like yeah, that. Yeah, you're super good at that. I'm a good cook, thankfully. I didn't know I was a good cook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. I I I suspected I would be a decent cook, but I didn't I didn't know because you you were the kitchen boss. It was hard. However, to get in the he way. is starting to realize like why I don't spend forever on presentation. He's like, oh, okay, man. seven months into being the cook in the house, like it's starting to matter less. He's like, I know it matters, but I starting to not want to do it anymore the presentation at first i had a lot of bravado where i was like you know i was frustrated with everything that was going on because so many things were uncontrollable so the one thing i could control is the way dinner looked when it was set on the table and everything was just right everything's lined up 
all the food is in the right spots. The plate. I like it. It looks pretty, but plate presentation is perfect. I really enjoy doing that part of it, um, and yeah, I'm starting to be like I'm just now starting to get to like kids serve yourself up, you know, I'm like <laughs> the stove, the pot's still on the stove. Which I'm grateful <laughs> for that you like realized because that used to be his like he'd get frustrated with me and be like you'd spend so long making this really really nice meal like why are you just throwing it on the table and I'm like because I spent so long making the meal I don't want to spend Christine will buy the best ingredients and spend the most time researching um and preparing and it's just just perfect food she'll cook perfect food and then she will she'll make a mess doing it and then she'll just <laughs> slop it onto the plate or not slop it on the plate at all. And I'm like, wow, you, this is a $50 meal to go and buy this somewhere else or to have, you know, go to a restaurant and get this kind of food. What are you doing? You got to present it, but you get tired. I'm right. getting sloppy with the food. Speaking of tired. So going back to the thing I remembered, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Oh, okay. I still remember. Oops. I thought I turned that on silent. Did your phone distract you? Yeah, it did. Um, I realized today with the tiredness, I have symptoms, I guess, that I don't have when I'm not tired. So one of them being that's, hmm, that speech is more difficult for me. And another is just, I just feel weird, like in my head just fall asleep I just cry I'm really emotionally unstable like not just those moments where I get flooded um that I've kind of had consistently but just like the whole day is is hard emotionally and my gosh I can't make this be quiet sorry Um, anyway, so just little moments like that happen and it kind of freaks me out. Like I get a little bit scared because it reminds me of having a stroke. This like dizzy head feeling or, and then I realized that like, I don't want to characterize the days after the stroke as like living in fear because I really didn't feel like I was living in fear, but I was, I realized I was living with fear. Does that make sense? Yeah. There was always this, like, it was forefront in the knowledge of everything I did almost that this could very well happen again. And and it had to be forefront in the knowledge because I was physically just, like, falling apart every minute. Mm-hmm. And so to have a day like that made me realize, I guess, how far I've come because a day like this was every day a while back yeah and it sent me off kilter so much because it's not my everyday anymore let's talk about how far you've recovered because both you and i struggle seeing your progress it's very hard to because it's no longer like yay something new happened it's i always say that it just it feels like getting better slowly um also, I'm not at work anymore. I'm working from home, but I'm around her 24-7, and it's a little harder to see the progress that she's getting 
and to fo- a big part of my job needs to be telling her when she's doing better. In order for her to get better, she needs to have somebody there telling her when she's getting better because you can't see it. And then when I'm around her all the time, I'm having a hard time seeing when she's getting better because you just kind of take stuff for granted. You only notice when things are going wrong. There's no, like, scale that you can stand in every morning that says, you know, like, you lost these many stroke pounds or something. <laughs> I don't know. Stroke pounds. Like, everyday motivation. That's great. Um, so, yeah, here's the one that I guess there's a lot of them. But one that I'm excited about right now is that I walked the perimeter of our yard and stuff um, without my brace. Yeah. So that was a big deal. I've been wanting to try it for a long time, um, but I was feeling not quite ready. And then I sprained my ankle. So now it, it finally felt strong enough. So my intention was to put on like my stiff ankle protective hiking boots if I could get my feet in those. I don't know if, I don't know how well my foot would cooperate with that. And the reason I don't know is because I forgot to put them on. I just put on my normal treadmill tennis shoes. And we walked it. Mm -hmm. And that felt so good. I mean, I have to be careful. So I went from, you know, like four minutes a lap to 15 what she's saying is she she can cook it with an ankle brace on a lot of her um she does not walk perfectly by any means but no. she's got <laughs> some good muscle tone for um quick movement if she has an ankle brace on cuz i don't have to worry about shattering my ankle and cuz mm-hmm. the tone of my foot like it wants to to my foot wants to curve in such as it would do if i was trying to walk on an ankle which would break it um, so without the brace, I have to be very, very careful where I'm walking. So it really slowed my walk time down, but it felt amazing to do. It didn't feel really sketchy. There's a couple moments, no. but I feel like I was being aware enough of things to at, watch them. At the beginning of the COVID shutdown, Christine couldn't really walk outside without the brace. True. And she went from not being able to stay or walk more than 10, 5, 10 minutes at all outside you know, without that, a brace. That was with a brace. Those, those first yeah. times in the garden, and I was just going, walking on this bark here, I can't do this. I'm exhausted. It's been 10 minutes. I want to cry, and my like legs hurt. Yeah. This is hard, too hard. She she slowly built her tolerance over the last several days, um, and maybe that's part of why the crashing is that she's come so far um, she spent the entire day outside today in her garden, moving around, watering, using her bad hand to water. Hey now, my That's sassy hand. Sassy hand. <laughs> Man, I always fail on that. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I have to like put it in my right hand, but then I can grip on the little squeezy thing on the hose, the spray nozzle thing. I can't let go of it totally volitionally. I can get mm-hmm. kind of... A softer grip, but I can definitely, like, squeeze harder, and I can, you know, it's using my arm more than my wrist, but it uses my wrist some to, like, aim for the plants that I want to get. Yep. It's all, there's all very practical PT, um, physical rehabilitation. It's, it's happening. 
she doesn't know it or feel it like she had a crappy day today, but yet, what breakthrough did you have today? Well, I just want to say one more thing about that because I was out in the garden and then like, it feels pretty awesome to be like, I'm walking around without my cane, without Mm -hmm. my brace out here and I'm doing it safely and I'm like carrying a tray with two hands because I like, and I'm spraying my plants and doing all this stuff. I'm like, I feel awesome. I can't believe I can do all this. And I was like, realistically to an outsider this would look very awful though because I was thinking about I'm moving so slow through the garden it's like ridiculously slow trying trying to pick up the tray like it would be obvious to a stranger that something was wrong with me but that's okay like it's awesome yeah I mean you're not actually able to grab the tray with two hands it's your right hand is supporting oh are you yeah, it's a slow, careful process. I mean, I'm sure there'd be times where I can't. Huh. And I kind of have to assist. That's I don't okay. Know. Oh, sorry. So Asymmetric raises. Yeah, so um, continued to work on those arm raises. The awesome thing was I went from, I think like last week, I could do like... So they told me to start using weights, you know, and I use the one pound weights for arm raises and I tried two pounds and I couldn't do it like at all and then one day suddenly I could like do a ton of with the two pound weights um but I've always had to do them bilaterally so I have to use I have to raise my left arm at the same time to like the brain and the arms are communicating and showing me how to do it with my right so I've been able to get like maybe one rise out of my right arm if I'm trying to do it alone. But today, it just clicked for some reason. And I did like 40. And yeah. I, I didn't even raise my left arm once. Like, there was no communication between them. I was just like, here I go. I'm doing it right now. That's why yeah. I sound weird. And it felt really good. It felt like... Because it's moving independently. When you're raising, you have to do everything simultaneously in the beginning to learn a thing, it seems like. Yeah. Like if she's if she's able, she can move her right thumb like one-eighth, maybe one-sixteenth of an inch. But the way that it moves better is if she is moving her left thumb at the same time she's moving and her right thumb. And now that's actually true for you too, for all people. Like if you were going to use, if you're going to try to, sculpt something if you do to do it one-handed you might think like hey this hand is going to be skilled no matter what but it actually gets more skilled if you get both hands involved yeah so being able to raise your arm independently is a big deal and it felt good on the muscles like i don't know mm-hmm. if it was just psychological but like they felt like they were Not being used differently a different muscle yeah Small muscle movement is a, is a big deal, and that's that's why walking outside without her brace on was such a, a huge thing. Even though it took fifteen minutes to go around, you know, we, or we have a, a trail around her house that's about um, a fifth of a mile, a quarter of a mile, something like that, and um, that that trail, you know, it's got some rough up and down little spots and roots and things like that. Um. It's huge progress it, since since we got shut down. You went from not being able to walk on the bark chip 
because it was too unsteady. Yeah. To walking without your brace and being able to walk around. Now, this is the danger point. The unsteady song came right? back into my head with that. Just a little unsteady. Yeah. Lots of songs came into my head. <laughs> well, this I'm is... I'm not sick, but I'm not well. This is the moment. <laughs> Just a 90s remix. Um, and the, what's the girl? She throws her head back as she screams. I feel like screaming a lot. You do scream a lot, it turns out. <laughs> not like That's... at people, though. Not like, no. just like, I don't know. I'm working on it. I, you know, yeah. that's the thing. I'm working on it. Like, I feel hmm, in my, I don't, I don't want to give the impression that I feel like this all the time, but in my less than stellar moments, I feel trapped by myself. Yeah. And like... Mm, trapped in myself I don't even mean physically just like mentally like there's so much I would like to do and I can't do even just talking about something sometimes and that happens on and off throughout the day if she's trying to tell the kids something but they're not listening or she can't find the right word or if she is hungry she can't actually choose anything to eat she'll stand there in like and I'm melt like down right right in front ever, of us and i hate it i don't want to do it <laughs> right it's not it's not like right now she's like she's really cognizant but there's these trip points no, the, the hunger is, is one of them i'm cognizant then too like i'm fully but aware that i'm doing this yourself. but i can't stop myself from doing it although i'm slowly starting to gain control over it they're shorter the time periods yeah. in which you're out of control are shorter and they're progressively shorter. They happen quickly. They burn out quickly. I was and they wondering. Always, they were always kind of quick, but like much shorter. Now it may, might be like a two-minute episode of Fog where you, you, don't, you don't know how to get what you want. <laughs> and yeah. five minutes later, it's, you're right as rain. I am like this toddler that's just like, oh, my peanut butter sandwich can't be cut wrong. That's... So that's the funny thing about all this is give me a great empathy for people with any kind of head injuries or um, brain traumas at all. Like it, it exemplifies the very best of you and the very worst of you. So if you were a picky person, okay, Christine. Okay, now hold, you can't say that because they're all different. Sometimes they can like. I've read a few things. That's a generally true statement. It's generally true, but it's also not generally true because they're weird because they can intensify traits you already had or they can just flip the switch on them that's true you're like a different person like you eat fish now well i mean i was always eating it to oh that's a bright light sorry continue (laughs) on i don't know you raced my mind (laughs) is this like men in black style like i just shine the i turn the lights on and she's light sensitive The kids, the kids are interesting. Last night they were um, asking all kinds of deep questions because Christine had gone through a, a mini episode, and it, it was like it, things kind of clicked for them a little bit. They asked some questions about strokes. They asked questions about other people who have had strokes. They, they, they started connecting dots and trying to look for answers themselves. For instance, Jasper or Joel brought up the fact that you were you were never light sensitive and then about two years before your stroke you became sensitive to light 
It was migraines. several years. It was several years before. I don't know. They're they're just noticing and, and thinking about things like that. They're they're interested in what caused mom's stroke now. And they really weren't before. I would say before this point, they just really weren't. Too much think, was going I on, too much was happening. Coming in and out of different thoughts on it, like all of us, like processing and reprocessing and Yeah. And yeah, it's super cool. I know we said it earlier. It's two months now that I have not been aware of the anniversary. Like the first, I'm sorry, I'm backtracking. Yeah, yeah, um, no, that's good. The first, the first month anniversary of my stroke, I felt like almost a superstitious anxiety that it was going to happen again, and then similar but to a lesser degree the second month and just kind of an anxiety that was decreasing intensity with each month anniversary but the seventh month like I think around six months I was just aware of it but not super anxious but I was very aware this was the anniversary and then the seventh month I was like oh that was like two days ago and then this eighth month I'm like I don't know even yeah I guess it was a week ago so I don't know if that's good. I'm it becoming is. I mean, lax in life or something. Human beings can't live under that perpetual stress yeah. all and the time. Yeah, and it's true. Like, me being vigilant about my stroke, like, knowledge isn't going to make me less likely to have a stroke. It's not like I can do anything with my vigilance. Well, we'd like to. Like, it, I, there's a moment, I think, where we're going to figure out exactly why this happened. But it's it's going to take... I don't know. It's going to take a more concerted effort on our part. And right now, Christine is interested in being a mom again. And she's interested in cooking again and bossing us around more. And, like, those are all really good signs. Um, And I know I've said those have happened before, but they keep coming in spurts that are stronger and stronger where she's more and more like herself. Her, Her incidence of brain melt um don't go away but they're directly proportional to how well she's doing or recovering for instance she had a tough day today but she also did a bunch of asymmetrical arm raises which she had never been able to do before she also the day before walked around the yard without her ankle brace um you know those are all firsts and they're coming back but it's yeah i'm like someday i'm gonna go out in public without that brace yeah i might have the cane that's okay the brace is not very comfortable. And I won't have to pick shoes based on the brace. So I think to if fit it. I think if she wasn't pushing hard to get things back, that her brain incidents and episodes would lessen. But you don't want to try to stall out in this process. You gotta keep driving forward. And to, <sighs> to drive forward means she's gonna have episodes and that's okay. Yes. Um, I'll just report that. I don't know. Things are getting better, but just Kit is always surprised by this. So I'll just say it that, um, like my body still feels different. Um, Food is much more normal, and I was thinking it was totally normal, and then the other day it was completely tasteless, 
And then the next day I was like, oh, it's super good tasting now. Um, but uh, my tongue still feels weird with eating things. Like it, it's still the. So I had food a couple weeks ago, like a tea or something, and I burnt my tongue, and I realized like, oh, this is the feeling like from the stroke in the beginning. It's a feeling of having burnt my tongue, not the pain associated with it, but just like that dead numb feeling so I still have that and my teeth still have that and my face is still tingly and my fingertips are still tingly Hmm. it's a very odd feeling but I think I think my toes are gone I don't know I think my head is gone right now (laughs) I should probably go to bed you're looking at me like I'm saying something weird and I think I am I think you've spent about what you have, but um, I I think you're doing good. You're coming back. It's just slow work, and it's going to be the, the you're entering the danger zone part where you really have to figure out how to move and do things. She has to use her ankle and use her hand now, but her ankle and her hand are very weak, very, very weak. So it's where you can get hurt. And I'm just, just thinking, like, this is hard on you. Like, you see those days where I am come back to life, and it's like you have me back all the way. And then the next day, I'm crying like a toddler again. And I think that's really hard for you just to grapple with emotionally. Like, I'm always Christine, but then I'm... Not here. I am your wife. I'm not your wife. We're blessed. We're blessed that we have you in in Christine form, right? I mean, a lot of times this happens to people, and they're totally different. You're not totally different. You're sometimes different, and that's a big distinction. Um, But I'd rather have that. Then, 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 totally different. You know what I mean? Um, it could have easily have been totally different. You would have learned to love me anyway. I would it have. It would have been really yes. fun. We would, have, <laughs> we would have figured it out, but it, um, it, it definitely the stress levels can increase. I mean, if there's anything that this kind of stuff teaches you, it's that it can always get worse and it could always be worse. And be grateful for what you got. Well, right. The other day, I think you were saying like, well, at least this didn't happen. And I started crying. And I'm like, but that could happen. And then I'll always think that you're so upset. I don't know. Yeah. The only time it was hard, really hard. I mean, there's there's all kinds of times it's annoying and hard and I get a little upset or whatever. But the only time it was like legitimately difficult, I think, for me and for the kids was that 48 hours. You had you had a, a weird 48 hours where you just didn't need a nap. You slept great. You were um, chipper. You were bright. You were so, you were speaking so fast, like your normal fast. Like, And I didn't realize how different it was until you were like that again. And I was like, oh, this is Christine's natural state. I forgot what she's like with full energy, no flooding, no brain leg. And then it's hard for you to treat me like I have had a brain injury. Because I remember like somewhere like coming out of that. Oh, that was a tough day like, afterwards. Hey, I need to do this now or I'm going to crash. And you guys were kind of like. Yeah, even we the just, kids. Just let us finish yeah. what we're doing first and we will do that. We promise. I'm like, 
I'm going to melt. I need to have it now. And you're like, you're being Can really you rational. It's fine. And yeah. I'm like, ah! Yeah. Yeah, that, that, was, that was a rough day for you coming out of it. But why would I think that it would happen any differently? Like, I thought it was kind of like a miracle almost. You know what I mean? So it was like a rough day after that two days. Because for two days, I mean, she was suddenly It was in, maybe even like three or four. Ah, uh, it was know. no more than three, but it was two, maybe two okay. and a half. But it was solid and it was 100% Christine. Zero naps, zero crash, zero flooding. And that's not going to sound like anything to you who are listening to this. I could just do whatever I wanted to. Like, that sounds weird, but I can't just... I can't think to... She can't switch gears To decide, like, I'm hungry. We need lunch in an hour. What shall we have? I will figure it out. Like, that... Or make a quick decision. That takes a lot out of me. And then to say, okay, now that I've done that, now I'm going to do therapy. Then, like, I'm depleted. That's all I can do for the day. Even if that, much like you want me to read a book or do something with you guys or like I can't do all that but that those days I could and I have hit my wall now yeah I I feel it (laughs) well it's been a lot going on everything from uh, staph infections to miraculous recoveries around here and um gardening and yelling at the kids and um and everything in between we hope that it's going well for you guys and your families during this crazy time don't underestimate the uh psychological tolls that all this covid stuff will put on you and your kids i'm Um, thinking about you guys everybody so much and i'm sorry i'm not in more contact i love you guys so much praying for you everybody yeah that's that's something going to sleep now yeah if she hasn't contacted you and that includes family not just friends like it's not that she doesn't want to it's that she sometimes she just can't but i do it in my head a lot i i i tell you guys all kinds of nice things (laughs) yeah all right i'm so tired good night